Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, welcome to Edinburgh on the Hammer Betting Network. Live every Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time on the Edgework Twitter uh, account at Edgework Show as well as the Edgework YouTube channel. If you want to comment, if you want to ask questions during the show live, make sure to head over to the YouTube right now. Subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications so you get notified every single time that we go live. Make sure to drop a like on this stream as well. Join today and every single Thursday by So Money Sports and at Rusty underscore Bill. Guys, Russ was talking to me about it as soon as we got on here before we went live. Thursday might be one of the best days to break down uh, break down the NHL slates as there's so many games. So looking forward to this one here today. But before we get into any of the games, real quick off the top, not necessarily going to dive into what happened on the hit itself. I have my own opinions about Alex Edler. I mean, this isn't the first time I've watched Alex Edler uh, fire out a knee that might have potentially injured somebody i mean in this case it didn't but i've seen it take a it was zach hyman out before the playoff series a couple of years ago when edler was still with the canucks but last night alex edler does manage to get a knee on Connor mcdavid and to me the immediate realization off the top of my head was this edmonton team is screwed if one of mcdavid or dreisaitl goes out and god forbid they both go out at the same time but Guys, is it becoming more and more apparent with this Edmonton team that outside of those top two guys, that team is not very good overall? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, they're they're super top heavy. And yeah, I'm a little bit biased just because I love I've loved the Oilers this year. We've played on them so many times and uh, I have a few futures on them. So yeah, when I saw that hit, I was uh, I was cringing for sure. And like you said, like you said, he's done that a couple of years ago to uh, to Zach Hyman, I think. So everybody on the on the team was was pretty upset about it. But again, going back to um, just being so top heavy, running my model, my model is so player based that if I take McDavid or Dry Saddle out of the lineup, I'm almost completely off of the Oilers on every game this year. So yeah, I would hate to see what would happen to their season if one of those guys actually did end up going out. And uh, when you see a hit like that. That's exactly the first thing you think about. I think the announcers were like, "Oh, thankfully McDavid's still on the ice." But yeah, it was a, it was a nasty hit. Yeah, I think um, we're seeing we're seeing play play out the last couple of years as well, where um, they, as as Russ mentioned, like they they are top they are top heavy, right? And uh, um, with 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 Kane out as well, they're not able to um, properly roll roll their four lines anyways right now so yeah you're right i think it would be it'd be devastating if um if uh for them if 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 mcdavid and or dry side were out all right although tuesday we love Stuart show. skinner though so. yeah <laughs> yeah um tuesday show so money was on there with me as well uh we broke down coaches who could potentially be fired first now 
Flipping to the other side of the spectrum here, coaches who could potentially be in line for the Jack Adams. We're going to see one of them behind the bench here tonight for the New Jersey Devils in Lindy Ruff. We talked about it previously. The fans at the Prudential Center in New Jersey going in there and chanting, Sorry, Lindy. This team has done a full 180 on their thoughts and feelings about Lindy Ruff behind the bench for New Jersey. It looked bleak early on where people were wondering uh, how this Devils team would fare, a team that was supposed to take a step forward, and it didn't look like they were doing so yet. But now we're in a position where this Devils team is one of, if not the hottest team in the NHL. They're currently on the biggest win streak at 10 games, looking to make it 11 here tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. This Devils team has taken tremendous steps forward. Uh, it's kind of been an all-around effort. Started to get some goaltending. Obviously, Mackenzie Blackwood injured right now, but you started to get some pretty good goaltending. Your young guys took a step forward. The defense has started to play the way they were expected to when you kind of go out and get guy, a guy like Dougie Hamilton and sign him to a long-term deal. How much of this actually has to do with Lindy Ruff, so money? I think it has a lot to do with it. Um, a, a, a lot of times, and, and, and we talked about this last time, a lot of times coaches don't matter, but when you have a team like New Jersey, who um, we've we've we haven't been expecting it to this level, but we we have been expecting this team to be on the rise for the last couple of years. Um, they haven't been able to put it together. Younger team injuries, all that, right? So when you, whenever you have a coach like with, with the pedigree of uh, of Lindy Ruff, who has shown in the past that he can bring young teams together and kind of get them to rise to the next level. Um, I th I I don't think that's a that's that's a coincidence. So um, I think it matters. I think that he is the odds-on favorite. Um, I'm personally, for various reasons, hoping he does get it. Um, so I, yeah, I, I think uh, I think I think Lindy's the man right now, and uh, we are all Lindy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Still looking. I just looked. Uh... I just looked earlier in the week and I saw Lindy Ruff at right around 25 or 30 to one to win the Jack Adams. And I thought I was looking at it and I thought that still was a little bit high. Um, and I just pulled it up this morning and it looks like he's down to 20 to one, but I still think there's, there's still some value there. I think um, probably should be closer to 14, 15 to one. Um, but yeah, I think he's got this team just playing awesome. And that, like you said, he's got to be the leader in the clubhouse right now for the, for the Jack Adams. And the funny thing is well, that what uh what what hurts Mon Montgomery with 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 Boston um is their is their incredible training staff right like we sure. we like expected these guys to be out for longer um they're back <laughs> yeah. early and like they're yeah, sure. playing well so like that actually ends up hurting Montgomery yeah and like you said Ruff is doing it with a little bit younger squad and uh, kind of more unexpected I mean yeah I definitely yeah. agree yeah I guess that's part of the factor there that goes into it with like Montgomery is that. That team, the real reason you would think that they would have been not as good as they are right now, or maybe not as great this season in general, would just be because they were going to suffer from injuries. And Marshawn and McAvoy obviously come back early. And Marshawn doesn't even look like he missed a beat. David Crouchy stepping back into this lineup and fitting in pretty well there. Whereas on the other side, New Jersey, it's like, yeah, they were supposed to take steps. They were supposed to be a better team, but... Did you think that they would be thirteen and three at this point in the season and on the biggest uh, the biggest win streak in the NHL? And I mean, even uh, 
Hughes had a comment the other day. It was pretty funny. I don't know if you guys caught it where the reporter asked him, like, what can you guys do to have a more complete 60 minutes night in, night out? And he just looked at the reporter deadpan and said, well, we're on a nine-game heater, so I think we're doing pretty well. Like, Yeah, that's what it is. When you're winning, you feel good. You feel confident. You go in the locker room. Everyone's got that attitude of, like, hey, we can do it every single night. And you take a team like that who takes that much of a step forward the guy behind the bench is going to get a lot of credit for it in most circumstances. But tonight, an opportunity to extend it to 11 games. They go up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right now, the last that I had seen, Eric Chalgren expected in net for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. It looks like Vanacek was expected to go for the Devils. The game is in Toronto. I, For me right now, like, hey, it's let's, let's not even hide it i'm a leafs fan as it is but like i've been very hesitant to go with a, with the leafs uh on any of the prices that they've had it they seem very expensive and knowing this team like i do they're prone to uh to choking it away or just playing an absolute terrible game against some of these teams but they do tend to step up against some of the better teams in the league tonight looking at this one minus 139 best price that i was seeing for or uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs going up against the Devils, plus 127 last I saw, best price for the Devils. Where do you kind of, how do you, how do you evaluate this game on a team that's on a 10-game win streak, is the hottest in the NHL? And in terms of all the analytics right now are just like the baseline ones, third in goals allowed, first in shots on goal allowed, 11th on the penalty kill, tied for second in goals scored, and second in shots on goal. Like, they're at the top of the league offensive production and their ability to stop the puck from going in the net versus a Toronto team who's kind of just being good at, at, at best like they've just a good team right now and going into this one I can't really sit here and confidently say that minus 138 is is a fitting number for this Toronto team against New Jersey yeah and um and and you mentioned it too these um these wins for New Jersey they're not they're not cheap wins either they're these are these are solid, well, well-deserving wins. Um, I hear you on Toronto, but I do see them as a team that is um, kind of tre- uh, trending better now. They they've played strongly for for the most part. They did have a bit of a dip defensively against Pittsburgh last game, but um, it's against Pittsburgh. It's um, so I'm I'm willing to look past that a little bit. But for yeah, but the Toronto most part, has I think- Jordy Ben in as a savior now. Yeah, yeah, there you go, right? So, like, I and I do think Toronto is is uh, trending better. This is um, this is a game that I'll probably be um, sitting out unless if there's some sort of drift. Um, either way, but um, for now, I think that it's that it's priced fairly. Even though, even though I do want to bet on the Devils, I do have um, I I do come in a, a little bit higher lately on the Leafs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, this will be probably a game that's on um, probably my secondary TV, but I would love to love to watch this game. Um, if the number gets a, any higher on the uh, on the Leafs, I might have a play on the Devils, but I highly, highly doubt it. And it looks like it's moving the opposite direction. Um, yeah, this is going to be a great test for the Devils. This is a huge, huge game on the road and to kind of uh, see if, like you said, see if the last couple of weeks have actually been fluky or been for real. Um but yeah, this will, I'll be sitting out this game. Uh, I've actually I've got Toronto right around minus one fifty with Calgren, Chalgren in goal. So I, that probably won't be a play for me. But yeah, like I said, this is going to be a great game to tune into. 
All right, Russ, I want to talk to you a little bit about the Pittsburgh-Minnesota game here. Fleury is just placed on the injured reserve. He'll be out for at least a week for the Minnesota Wilds. Pittsburgh right now, 6-7-3. and three. They're currently sitting at 7th in the Metro. They're on a two-game losing streak. Facing off against the Minnesota Wilds, who are 7-7-2, seven, seven 4th in the Central, also on a two-game losing streak, having just lost to the Sharks in a shootout and the Predators 2-1 to one in their most recent games. This game is in Minnesota here tonight. It looks like Jari and Gustafsson are expected to go. Jari is 4-3-2 and with 3.56 GAA. And Gustafsson, 1-3-1, 2.82 GAA and 9-1-4 save percentage. I don't necessarily know what to make of this game, especially in these teams in the directions that they're trending. Minnesota started off a little bit rough. They look like they're kind of evening things out a little bit. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're they're going to be world beaters here over the next little while but, but Pittsburgh has just been a team who's been average they are they're just kind of hovering around not really sure what to do at this point and, and it's just like it's a weird situation with that Pittsburgh team who they definitely thought going into this season that they were going to be trying to contend but it looks like they're going to have to make some big changes if they want to do anything here now, Flurry, he was struggling to start the season, but is this going to be a major impact here on the Minnesota Wild and their ability to do anything moving forward? Yeah, so I wanted to touch briefly on this game because it seems like it's kind of setting up as a contrarian position for my numbers. Um, as I've talked about on here previous weeks, I've been very low on the Wild coming into the season and just these first few weeks in the season. They don't look like they're playing very well. They don't look like they're getting any scoring chances. Fleury did not look very good in his first <clears throat> 10 starts or so. And so here we've got um, basically a team that nobody wants to play on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And they're two, six and two in their last 10 games. They just have not figured it out. Their defense has been atrocious, but this is one of the spots where I'm going to trust my priors and trust my model. I actually have uh, Pittsburgh as a pretty solid favorite here. And if uh, we get, Jari and goal and Gustafsson, like I'm pretty sure we're going to get 90%, uh, 90% confirmation for me. Then this is a great contrarian spot to take Pittsburgh as a, as a plus money dog. Um, like you said, as far as going forward, I would argue that Pittsburgh will try, will start to figure it out a lot more than the wild and just maybe a little bit of the intangibles, maybe kind of narrative, narrative stuff. This team could be a lot, very much down just losing their starting goalie for multiple weeks to an injury. Um, so I, I love the I love the Penguins here. It's sort of a contrarian spot, but if you can get plus money, I think that they could put up three plus goals on Gustafsson and, and get the win in Minnesota here. So I, that will it's will, will end up being play. It is a weird spot. It's kind of neither neither of these teams are good bet on teams. It seems like a lot of people will probably just stay away from this game. Like I said, the Penguins have just been atrocious which has actually kept me off them a lot the last few games. Um, we've liked the Penguins, you know, all year, but didn't play them against Toronto, didn't play them the game before that, and, um, you know, saved, saved some, some profits. But I think here's a good spot because you're not, you're not getting the Penguins as a minus 150, minus 170. The, uh, the market's actually adjusted quite a bit, and getting them as a plus money dog, I think that's a great play. Yeah, and they currently are still sitting at plus money. If you shop around, you can find them uh, plus money on most books that are available, at least in Ontario that I'm seeing right now. But they are it does look like they are moving towards being uh, 
minus money on some of the books here. So if that's mm-hmm. going to be a play, then might want to get that in quick. But we can lock that in here on the Edgework Betstamp channel. So if you want to go and track all the picks that are made Monday through Friday, go to Betstamp. Find us in the marketplace on Edgework where we will lock in Russ's uh, Pittsburgh it says plus 100 right now i'm finding his best price available for us so lock that one in and track that but yeah these are two teams where it's weird because the structure of the teams is different in terms of pittsburgh is hey we're on the last legs of these older guys malkin Latang, crosby they jeff carter jason zucker like they bring these guys in they're older guys veteran guys but they're kind of not even necessarily back nine. Like they're basically looking at a whole 17 here about to finish this one off. And yeah. Pittsburgh's basically like, Hey, this is the last shot we've got. Whereas on the other side, Minnesota is also looking at a position where it's like, we got to win now. And it's for different reasons. And it's more because they're in a position where they're going to have about $14 million of dead cap space because of the contracts yeah. they bought out of. So interesting yeah. plays there. Yeah. Um, this is a huge on to the yeah, moving on to the uh, Colorado-Carolina game tonight. This one could be a pretty good one here as well. Avs are 8-5-1, third in the Central. Uh, they're just coming off a loss to the St. Louis Blues. The Carolina, on the other hand, 10-5-1. They're third in the Metro, and they just beat the Chicago Blackhawks 3-0. This game is in Carolina here tonight. Looks like Georgiev and Ranta are expected to go. Anti Ranta, 3-2-1 on the season, 2.47 GAA. And Georgiev, 7-2-1 at 2.7 GAA. Both teams in a position where they're fairly strong defensively. Uh, Colorado, definitely more offensive firepower than this Carolina team. But Carolina has that ability to just beat you as a team. Uh, Not necessarily saying that Colorado doesn't have that, but it's just kind of being Carolina's point of attack where it's just like, with Brenda Moore behind the bench, they play as a unit. They play strong defensively. They get good efforts out of their goaltenders with a good team in front of them. And then obviously on the other end, Colorado getting Georgiev. He's been a welcome addition to that team, helping them get a whole bunch of wins here has been in net for majority of the games that they've played so far this season. When evaluating these two teams going up against each other, who I think are both very good teams, Colorado could actually, even despite the loss of Nazem Kadri, could be in a position to push for uh, making it back to the Stanley Cup, in my opinion. This Carolina team taking steps forward as well from last season. They do go out and acquire Brent Burns. I'm at a spot here right now where I think I don't lean heavily one side or the other in this Colorado-Carolina matchup. So many, do you have like a strong feeling either way about this matchup i don't i think that um i think that giving the hurricanes the uh, home ice boost right now is um um makes it makes it fairly priced um um like you mentioned georgia is trending well overall um i am watching for a slight dip um i it's it's tough to say with a guy like that because um he he did come into the league highly touted he struggled last year for uh, various reasons, and he started off well this year. I, I I was high on him coming into the year, but he is um he is outperforming my expectations right now. So, um I do expect possibly a dip there. Um, Colorado they even even through their win against uh, Carolina last week, um the the last couple of games now they've um they haven't played up to their level. So um. I I think that making Carolina a favorite here is 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 
is the right number. Um, a little surprising with Carolina, they they dipped uh, defensively a bit in 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 in, in Chicago. Um, again, not something I'm worried about. It's just it's just one game, but could be something to keep to keep an eye on. I'm um, just circling back to the Leafs game just quickly. Um, Samsonov has been. Um, um, it looks like he's going to be starting tonight. Okay, thank oh, you. Wow, oh, wow. yeah, it's going to change change some things for me. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, yeah. That's kind of insight that you get if you're watching this live. So get uh, some yeah. money giving you quick updates on the go. <laughs> yeah. Just to touch on, I wanted to touch on this Carolina game. I have a small edge on the Hurricanes. I think that's probably because I've adjusted some of my priors on Colorado just because they haven't played great offense this year so far. Um, I think that uh, if you can get – if this line dips a little bit and the Hurricanes get down to minus 115, minus 120, then I think that's a good play at home. Uh, I think that they're, the, at the Avs are going to have a very tough time scoring. They're 29th in expected goals for and 31st in high-danger scoring shots for. So they're just not generating the same type of offensive production as they were last year. And on the flip side, this Carolina team is one of the best teams, one of the best defensive teams in the league. And Ronta has been playing pretty well. Um, one of my concerns is um, avoiding Frederick Anderson. I don't think they'll start Anderson, but I would not want to play on the Hurricanes at home here if they if they do start Anderson. But just watch this game and watch this line. And easily, the public could easily come in on the abs, and it could dip down to uh, minus one fifteen and minus one twenty. At which point, we will be releasing a play on the Canes if we if we can get there. So I would say just a. Uh, you know, keep an eye out on this, this one. It could be a play for us. So um, yeah, and even adding on, sorry, I was just going to say like Carolina gives up the second fewest shots on goal yeah. in the entire NHL. So oh, it's, yeah, their defense is awesome. Yeah. Um, Ranta is confirmed now. Okay. And, um, and uh, they're also, um, Brenda Moore mentioned yesterday that uh, Freddie Anderson and uh, Tara Vine and neither of them are close right now. Okay. I Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, moving on to another game here that I think will actually be a pretty good game to at least watch, the Calgary-Tampa Bay game. Calgary 7-6-2, they're fifth in the Pacific. They're on a two-game win streak, and they just beat the Kings 6-5 to in their last game, which I was watching that one live. It was a weird one because it jumped out right away. Cal- uh, Calgary was up 4-2 in the first period. They did manage to hold on to a lead 5-2 late into the third, go up, and then I think it was 6-3, and then all of a sudden the Kings start climbing, clawing back later on in the third period, but they do hang on to win that one. I kind of think, and so money was one to bring it up the last time we talked, was people need to relax on Calgary a little bit there. Everyone is getting a little gung-ho about the fact that they had a slower start. You do kind of sometimes need to just look back at it from like an outside perspective and realize they brought in some big names who were brand new to this team, guys who have never played together. It's a big shakeup from what they were playing last year and integrating those guys into a lineup. It's going to make an impact, like whether you believe that or not, and you can just plug players in. It doesn't really work that way all the time. So mixing these guys in is going to take a little bit to get things going. But then Tampa on the other side, nine, six and one fourth in the Atlantic, they're a team to me, like, do you guys remember when Golden State had that massive season where they set the uh, regular se- season win record, then they went on and lost in the finals, and then after that, it was like, all they did was just coast along in the regular season. They're like, oh, this doesn't matter. As long as we get to the playoffs, we know what to do when we get there. 
It's kind of mm-hmm. the same thing Tampa did. They had that season. They set the regular season win record. Then they go on to get swept in the first round. And then after that, they just said, forget it. Like, we're going to get to the playoffs. We know what we're going to do. And we'll worry about it when we get there. And that's kind of seemed to be what they've done. So as far as it goes for the regular season, I don't really look at this Tampa team and say, oh, they need to panic. Now, that being said, betting on the games becomes a little bit more interesting because despite how good they should be or are, they do have a little bit of an injury issue with some of their bigger guys being out. Chernak was in out. Sorelli was out. Like These are guys who make an impact on the game for that Tampa team. But they always have that crutch to rely on in Vasilevsky, but he hasn't been playing that great so far this season. 5-5-1, five, five and 3.1 GAA, and a below a 900 save percentage. Now, I'm not necessarily going to hit the panic button on Tampa, but should the fans in down in Tampa Bay be a little bit concerned about the way that their team has been playing with Vasilevsky putting up those numbers? I think there, there, there's small concern that should creep up. Um, not not just because of Vasilevsky's play, because long term I think I think he'll be fine. Um, but also because um, Tampa Bay um, they've transitioned to this high this high event style, right? Um, and they don't necessarily want to play this way, but because of their injuries on the back end and um, and some injuries to some defensive forwards. Um, I don't know if they're able to tighten it up defensively right now. So um, so that would be concerning because it's really hard for a team to just kind of turn it on defensively. Now, granted, Tampa Bay is an exception. Um, they've shown in the past that they can coast through um, through multiple months of a regular season and be able to to just turn it on. But um, those injuries um, would be something to keep in mind. Um, you mentioned with Calgary um, that uh, we just too relax with them. The other thing about the Flames too, they had their defensive injuries as well. Um, one day I'll go on a rant about why the Canucks um, didn't si- um, re-sign Chris Tanev and how important he is to, to, to the teams he plays on. But we'll leave that for another day. Um, Markstrom and Vasilevsky, I both have them trending um, poorly right now, um, both of them. The What I see the difference in this game is that Calgary does want to play better defensively. Um, they are starting to trend that way. Um, even giving up five goals against the Kings, that was more of an indictment on the way that Markstrom played the first uh, 58 minutes of that game as opposed to what Calgary was trying to do defensively. So, um, And Calgary now, because they're starting to get healthy, they do have that ability to tighten it up, whereas I don't know if Tampa Bay can get to that defensive level right now. So um, um, I do like the Flames uh, tonight. Um, we did play them. Um, there's You can still get them as a dog. So I, I think um, anything plus money on Calgary right now, I fully expect them to go off a favorite in this game. Wow. All right, we will lock that in on the uh, on the best stamp account there. Calgary right now currently sitting plus 107, best price uh, on a book like Pinnacle. They're currently at plus 104, but it does look like it was trending towards them going off as a favorite to, to start the game here tonight. So we'll lock that in on the Edgework bet stamp channel. Uh, are there any other best bets that you guys have tonight? So, Money, I'll start with you. Yeah, um, I think that the game that we should all be looking for um, forward to is the Detroit San Jose game. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do, 
Um, I'm waiting for 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 the goaltenders in San Jose. Um, Reimer is projected. I think there's a good chance that we get Kakinen in there, though. And if that's the case, and we see a matchup against him and Huso, um, I think that that would be a play on Detroit. Um, them being at plus money right now. Um, wait, wait, wait for that confirmation because if it is Kakinen, then then that line is going to plummet. And um, I think that um, Detroit would be the play there. All right, fair enough. And Russ, any best bets for you before we close this one out? Have we covered everything? Um, yeah, I'm looking at one more that uh, might fall into playing range and depending on um, depending on some goalie situation. Um, two teams that I just have completely opposite directions. It's the St. Louis Blues hosting the Washington Capitals at home. And the Blues are on a back-to-back, but this team's just playing a lot, a lot better. It was a tough game last night, but they ended up getting the win. And <clears throat> what, that's four in a row? Four in a row wins for the Blues, and um, the Caps are just playing terribly. So I actually have this lined closer to St. Louis minus 130 or minus 140. So it looks like um, they're sitting at minus 110, minus 111 at FanDuel. I think that the Blues will end up being probably a play for us tonight. It's just one of these teams that I think – started off very, very poorly and is trending in, in the right direction. So the market hasn't caught up to it yet. And they, so I think I think the Blues will probably be a play, even with, with uh, Grice in that. Is this a uh, wait on it play or is this a lock in right now kind of play? See, I think lock it in because they're not going to well. change goalies on us, are they? I mean, so money, that's it's got to be Grice. And Grice yeah. And it's got to be yeah. Kemper, right? Um, It's... It's going to be Grice. Um, I don't think Kemper's a given. Okay. Um, I, I think it's possible that they're going to go with Lindgren here. Um, yeah, although, no. if they do go with Lindgren, I think that um, you're going to get a better number on the Blues. Yeah, Lindgren um, would be great. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. So, uh, well, well, the market doesn't respect him yet, right? So, I think that. Um, so, so I would um, I would wait wait on that a little bit. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry, I should clarify. It. If it, if it, if it is Lindgren, then 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 you want to move on the Blues early. Right, 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 right. right. <clears throat> yeah, because it'll move in that direction. No, I think we can go ahead and lock it in, Zach. All right, sounds good. So if you want to track all the picks that are made Monday through Friday on the Edgework shows, you can find them on the BetStamp app in the marketplace underneath Edgework. And if you want to catch all the action, all the best bets and the previews, find us on the Edgework YouTube channel Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time as well as on the Edgework show Twitter account. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here today. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube, like this stream, turn on notifications so you get notified every single time we go live every weekday at 10.30 Eastern time. Russ, so money. Thank you guys for the insight today. Thank you for the best bets. Good luck on your bets tonight, and I will see you guys next Thursday. Cheers, guys. Good luck.